Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast or Radio Show. Coming to you on this Saturday, April the 25th, just before 12 noon. Hopefully, you guys are staying safe and staying sweaty wherever you are at or whenever you're listening to this. I'm a little bit tired today. I have to warn you guys. Uh, we stayed up way too late at our house last night, which for us is anything after probably 9 o'clock. Uh, we actually got a, uh, a new fire pit uh, in, for our backyard. Actually, legit wood burning, which my wife and I are obsessed with uh, fireplaces. And by the way, Heather is, is on the podcast. Heather, hey welcome. Hey, guys. Um, funny story. We have lived in our house for, what, seven years? Yeah. And uh, this is the first year we've actually used this amazing fireplace we've had the whole time, um, which is strange because we both love it so much, but we just, for some reason... Had a brain fart for well, six Well, I just years. didn't want the rock to get stained, and it actually is kind of staining it because it's so white and light-colored rock, and that was my issues with it. Oh, of course. Aesthetically, <laughs> it's like it's like having a pool. Well, it looks so good, I just don't want to jump in it. No, the pool is meant to be jumped mm-hmm. in, like the fireplace is meant but to yeah, be. But yeah, we're take, taking advantage of it now. <laughs> 100%. So uh, with that, you guys, we have a uh, kind of coupled Q&A episode here of the podcast. I probably have at least 20 questions uh, from Instagram DMs alone. I haven't even looked at the emails. Heather has a bunch that you guys shot over, so this is just our chance to answer all the things that you've asked. And so we'll kind of play off of each other. Some of them will just be for her. Some of them will just be for me. And uh, that's kind of how we'll go through it. And again, quick reminder uh, for you guys listening, it is April the 25th. Our 34 Days to Fit program is kicking off here in 14 days and 9 hours. If you guys are interested hit me up. I can probably give you some kind of podcast uh, hookup for that. So, hey, Jeremy, I'm a podcast listener. I'd like to do the 34 Days to Fit. Shoot me a DM or email. We'll see what we can do on that end for you guys. And again, obviously, since we're all kind of in this stay-at-home lockdown order, gyms are not open. And even if they are open in a couple of weeks, what are we going to do till then? And so this is the program uh, we've let out for you guys. It's actually pretty fun. It's myself, uh, Alexia Clark, Nikki Metzger, Ben Novak and Tommy Baker. I basically got a handful of my fitness homies to come together and each one of those kinds of take you through this face melting week of coaching and training. And then I'm going to share all my personal stuff inside there and we'll do some follow along workouts uh, inside the private Facebook group for you guys as well. So honestly, it's going to be, it's going to be pretty exciting. I'm kind of jacked uh, to do this one. It's been a while since we've ran this program and I figured since we're all stuck in this season of life, if you just are at home and you want to rip it and uh, make progress and not kind of lose all the ground you've made, this will be the program for you guys. So hit me up. Our 34 Days to Fit is kicking off in 14 days, and we will be crushing it inside of there. So uh, with that said, we'll get right into the questions. Uh, Heather, if you want to kick it off with maybe the first one you got, and then we'll just kind of we'll go from there. All right. So the first one I got was, how did I end up moving from Washington to Arizona? Um, the quick answer is, I had an internship during my junior year in college um, that brought me out to Arizona to work for one of our resort properties and um, I fell in love with it and then I accepted a management training program position after I graduated college and that took me back to Scottsdale and I started um, working for Marriott from the from I guess it's been what 12 years yeah we're we're getting old yeah we're getting old um and I had a couple college friends that moved out to Arizona so I knew people which helped a lot and uh, was able to have one of my friends from college be my roommate when I first moved out there. Um, but really, I just I, I knew I needed to challenge myself and moving to a whole new place, completely opposite of where I grew up. Um, 
and I really needed to gain some really good work experience if I wanted to kind of work my way up the ladder for my career. And Arizona is such a great hospitality business management destination for that. So uh, yeah, worked out and still here today. And you guys obviously know my story. I uh, had no no life, no money, no resources, no no direction. And uh, I, I remember to this day, it was May 17th. My, my homie here had called me and left me a voice message at like 2 a.m., after he was out at the bars here in Old Town living the dream. And he's just like, hey, man, you got to come move here. You can live here. You can take my bedroom. I'll sleep on the couch. Like literally doing anything he could to convince me. And uh, as the snow is falling in May in Minnesota, I'm like, you know what, dude? If I move out there and my life gets any worse than it is now, which I don't see how it could be, um, I can always, you know, pack my car back up with the four things I own and move back. But uh, I drove out here sight unseen. I didn't know anything about Scottsdale or Phoenix. I probably Googled it for 10 minutes and I was just like, well, I know it's super warm and they love it. And so uh, I've been here, yeah, about 12 years now as well. Kind of crazy. And then this one um, kind of goes along with it. It's We're looking to move from the Pacific Northwest to Arizona. What was our transition like moving <clears throat> um, well, I definitely had mixed emotions. You know, I just graduated college. I was very young. I lacked experience in the real world, so it was definitely very nerve-wracking um, to start a new job, move, you know, so far away from my family, who I'm very close to. Um, but I knew, you know, I could always fly home whenever I needed, and if I really hated it here, I could, you know, work for a year or two and then end up moving back um, to be close to my family again but uh you just you never know if you, what it's going to be like unless you try it and I'm just so grateful that I pushed myself to make this change in my life because I just have no regrets um and you know I still get homesick it's not it's not always easy being away from your close family but we make a point to always visit as much as possible and um, stay connected which helps a lot and I just have a great community here and obviously I met Jeremy so um, everything kind of clearly fell, great, fell into greatest place. decision you've ever made of your life oh, yes. but I'm in mean, all seriousness like is it not like moving here it was it really was and I love I loved growing up in Washington um, and I, I still love visiting and maybe someday we can split our time between the Northwest and here or something like that that would be really like cool the, like the summer there maybe. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh yeah no i'd echo the same thing like it's, it's the best move i ever made obviously like when you're gonna you know my life sucked you guys we've done a podcast on before it was quote unquote jeremy scott fitness you guys can listen to it uh i didn't have a lot of stuff going on so for me i'm like well we'll just try it and it's different when you i probably had like four or five people here i knew like friends of mine who we grew up together who older than me but had played sports with them so you do have some kind of a support system but you don't know anything else and so you're starting from scratch which can be an awesome thing too it's like for you guys you can start over and be you know whoever you want to be there obviously you have to you know work on yourself but it, that's the toughest part, like not having this big connection and circle of people. So like when you, my car gets a flat tire on the side of the road, it's like, well, it's just on you, bro. Like you're not in the, a city where you can call your uncle or your dad or your best friend. It's just, it's like you versus you. And so you, you grow up real quick. And when you got a problem, you just, you got to figure that shit out. out. And that's, um, it, it's a great life lesson, especially for us. We were younger and really I look at like yet yeah, had nothing to lose. And so, mm -hmm. uh, you know, 
the less obligations you have and the younger and the quicker you guys can pull the trigger on like a big life move like that, if you know, barring you can financially like afford it, I would urge you to do it. Right. And there was just more job opportunities for me. So that helped me make that decision. And I knew that way I could, I, I just don't think if I would have stayed, I would be in the position I am today. It just opened up so many um, networking opportunities and various jobs that I've taken throughout the years with my company. Um, but it, it definitely took, you know, probably six months to feel settled in my job. And then thankfully I had friends from college. So we all had that in common. Um, we could all kind of go through this whole new chapter of life together, which was super fun. Um, and then met Jeremy and we kind of mer- ended up merging like your group of, you had some Minnesota, some of your good friends from Minnesota that also moved here. And so we kind of mer- merged like a Northwest group and Midwest group of people, uh, which has been really cool. But yeah, I still get homesick even like 12 years <laughs> later. Um, but it's just been so much fun creating my own life out here, our life together. So Yeah, the community, I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. You know, like, yeah, I miss like my best friend lives in Minneapolis and, you know, we can't go to a Twins game anytime we want. But short of that, I mean, like, we've met so many amazing people here. Like, literally, we have hundreds of people who I consider like close friends that we would have over to our house or go to dinner and hang out with them. And I don't see how that could have happened, like where I was living and how we grew up. And it's just the the timing was perfect for all of it, how we kind of merged our friends. And then, you know, we're able to create this ecosystem of just awesome human beings that we're a part of every day. So it's been pretty badass. Yeah. And then this question kind of answers some of that. Um, What are three to five ways you found a community of people, a group of friends, and I would say first it was like kind of work for me, um, but that in college friends that also took um, jobs within the hotel business. So I definitely would hang out with them. And then once we had opened our gym, that's when we really started building our community of people um, really quickly and easily. And I met more people and great friends that we still have today. Um, I would say also like the dog park is such a great place and um, neighbors as well, which I feel like we've just kind of started to connect more with some of the slowly, new neighbors. Slowly. Yeah, well, especially during this time, it like it's been a positive. For sure. Um, okay, and then the other one was like, what was your childhood like? How did we grow up? I had a very normal childhood. Um, I was born in Portland, Oregon, lived in Vancouver, Washington until I was five. And then we moved to a small country town in Washington called Battleground, which was like at the time, I think the population was like under maybe 15,000 people. And I think now it's in the 20s. But uh, it was great growing up there. Um, I lived there all the way up until I moved away for college. But thankfully, you know, I really got to experience the best of both worlds. I had... um, the country lifestyle, living in the small town, but yet you could hop on I-5 and be downtown Portland in like 30 minutes and um, really get the culture and the good restaurants and shopping. And um, sometimes I'd hit up the 18 and older clubs and, you know, just needed some diversity because Battleground is very um, kind of rural. And so, but I loved it. You know, we, we had land and so we lived on a couple acres in the foothills and completely covered in forests so we were always my sisters and I building forts in the woods riding our four-wheelers and hiking and playing in the rivers the lakes and 
I mean, there's just so much to do camping and when the weather's nice and drive out to the beach and on the Oregon coast was pretty close by as well. Um, so yeah, I definitely, my heart will always be in the PNW, but, uh, I still, you know, I feel like I'm always going to be a country girl at heart, um, and super outdoorsy. And I'm glad that, you know, Arizona is so diverse. So I get to, to really live my passion, um, for the outdoors out here as well. Um, just talking about high school, I guess I was very involved in sports. I mean, throughout my childhood, mainly soccer, I would play, um, year round. And then I did track and basketball and cheerleading. I had a lot of friends. Um, I still am really grateful that I have really close relationships with my friends that I grew up with um, throughout the years and even though I moved away. And then regarding my family, we're just very close, um, small family. I have two other sisters. I'm the middle and um, we didn't have extended family nearby, but our grandparents were up, um, nearby and would always hang out with us and it was just very special to have them around and uh, what else um, I'm trying to think about that's pretty much it like on how I grew up my parents always would take us on we didn't have like a fancy life it was just very normal middle, middle class and uh, my parents worked super hard for us and we just had a great great childhood and we still have so many great memories that we um, get to experience together and um, it, I've been bummed because they were going to be coming out here uh, this month but with everything going on obviously their trips have been canceled so um, hopefully we can all get together soon but yeah that's kind of the gist of it and you guys have heard my story so I'm not going to rehash my entire if you want to know something specific hit me up otherwise I've been over everything in between for multiple episodes at this point so and then who did you look up to aspire to be growing up uh, I looked up to my older sister when I was younger because you know you basically have to copy them typically I would try to copy her ask for advice and she was doing everything first and so um, I was always curious on um, what she was up to. Uh, I also looked up to my grandparents and my parents. They're just such great role models. And um, now both my sisters are moms, so I have so much respect for them. And I definitely look up to them even more so um, since I'm not a mom. Um, and then as far as like a famous person, I would say Mia Hamm because I used to think I would, was super cool and could be like a professional soccer player when I was younger and then I reality hit in like high school like yeah I'm above average athlete but like <laughs> there's not, le there's levels to not this. good enough I probably could play at like a small college or something but not the big big schools uh so that dream kind of went down the drain um and then I would say like Oprah just a strong female leader I would always watch Oprah with my mom um, and then any mentors along the way that helped you get to where you are today. Um, mentors for me growing up were like coaches, uh, probably some teachers stick out. In college, I didn't really have any mentors. I would, my older sister, my brother-in-law were in college at the same time as I was um, for a couple years. So I would definitely reach out to them and, and I really looked up to them as well. And for as far as like business mentors who helped me get to where I am today, I would say 
you know, I've had some leaders for sure with my company that have helped guide me to where I am today. Um, but I honestly had to kind of take it upon myself and and learn and seek out personal growth and development uh, through other areas and and network on my own and surround myself with people. I, I would say even people that are in our gym, our members that have been with us for years, our friends, they're like family and a lot of them have been mentors to me and Jeremy as well um, because they all come from different walks of life and some of them are a lot older than us and have, you know, different backgrounds and careers and so that's been really helpful I would say during this stage of our life um, and then I've also just you know going back to focusing on personal growth and development on my own I just attended several women in business conferences throughout the year I try to listen to audiobooks and inspiring podcasts and um, that are coming out from strong business leaders, either within my industry or just business in general. Um, and some of my favorites to listen to right now are Marie Forleo, Rachel Hollis, Christy Wright, Rachel Cruz, um, Sam Ponder. And so I really try to gain as much as I can um, from a variety of different sources. So. Even Jeremy and I have also attended personal development conferences together, which I highly recommend um, because that can be a great tool for marriages and and just individually. So for sure, what is the question? Role models? Is that right? Is that the answer? Who's your role it, model? What was who did you look up? He man. Look up to aspire to be Batman. And then any mentors along the way that helped Michael Jordan get you to where you are today yeah those are the big three he-man batman michael jordan that's what wraps up when you really when you really dig down like why do you like working out i'm like well these guys were all jacked superheroes athletic bigger than life all that stuff uh as a kid i don't know if i I don't know if you have any like i didn't really it wasn't a thing like because you don't know these people like the fictional characters are always like an athlete like you just know them for sport i will say this you know the things you see not opposed to like even like what what you consciously understand when you're little um or here but it's like when you the, the phrase more is caught than taught right so like maybe my dad didn't teach me these eight things but just like watching the work ethic you see it unfold and you see this guy just grind and like always just be very diligent and responsible with what he's doing and like that's the things that i picked up like my mom worked you know for you know, 30 years basically as a single parent like you see those things and you, you see the work ethic and i think that has to leak into you as a person like my my mom's dad my grandpa the same way it was always like the little things they'd harp on like hey make sure you work hard get a good job don't be an asshole these very basic things and like you whether you look up to that as like as a role model when you're 12 i don't think you do because you're 13 you're 14 you're stupid or at least i was but they've said it so many times and you watched it you're like wow they really worked hard and they did this and it's like you tend to take on those traits of the people you're surrounded with the right. most so i think that's one of the biggest keys and then like for me in this life the cool thing is i've gotten to meet so many amazing people not just like in fitness right like so if it's like a David Jack and like I try to always say like I try to give more than I take so every relationship whether it's with my wife and I any of you listening I try to give 51 and take 49 so I'm always going to give you more than I take from you I try to do that with everybody I want to be the fountain not the drain now there's instances where you have to be the hand reaching you know as opposed to lending the hand that's kind of how every relationship ebbs and flows but I try to give more but when you take like 
I've gotten a lot from David Jack over the years, in, uh, not just fitness wise, but like how to live your life and just have more intention, be a good person. Friends of mine like the BJ Gadours of the world. A lot of our clients here, the Brent Orms, the, the Mike D's, just they're all super awesome people I can ask questions of because they're, A, they're older than me. They've done it a lot of times at a, at a higher level. They've mm-hmm. taken on more stress. They've they've messed up a lot of shit too. And they say, hey, Jeremy, if I was you, I would do X, Y, Z and not A, B, and C. And I tend to listen to people who, A, are older than me because they, they have a better perspective and they've been in the game longer. So uh, I've been fortunate enough in that to, to literally meet so many. And that's why I say to our clients, I'm like, they're like, thank you so much. I'm like, I know I give you guys a lot, but I think I've taken you know, far more knowledge and information than I've ever given you. And that's why I just try to over deliver again and again and again, because like they're giving me wisdom, whether they realize it or not. And that's been pretty cool. For sure. Uh, this one is how are we dealing with social distancing? <laughs> it's been definitely interesting and frustrating. I would say lonely at times and difficult, um, boring, <laughs> but we understand the importance of it. So we've been I feel like practicing it really well. Yeah, I mean, I, I literally have seen... So we have people here who work in our office, and I've seen in 60 days, like, Jacob twice when he came to pick up, like, some paychecks and stuff. And I happen to be, like, 30 feet away in the gym, and he grabs it and goes. I've seen Monica in person once. My wife and I see each other, but short of that, like... Just some neighbors and... Like the like when they had this cleaning crew here in tents, one of the guys, he owns a company, uh, Chris Milken, uh, which, by the way, these guys did an amazing job. It'll be in the newsletter on Wednesday. You guys will see all the stuff they did here, which is crazy. Um, I get to see him, you know, for like a minute as I'm letting these guys in, but literally we haven't done it. Now, my personality type, like I'm built for this, like to do the solo thing. But even with that, like as much as I love it most of the time, it's not as fun to do these awful Sunday Metcons by myself. Mm-hmm. It sucks. Like... It sucks not coming in here at 6 a.m. on a Tuesday and having, you know, Chris Eagman and Jeremy Williams and, and Dennis and these guys like and Jeff, we can all bullshit together and, you know, share inappropriate jokes and talk about the workouts and just life. And then they walk out and like that is missing. Like there yeah. is no connection there. And that does. Suck. It's really sad. It's just and um, it hasn't been very motivating for us. We try to motivate each other, but we just keep trying to film as much as we can for the coaching groups that we have going on right now and then just putting out the free social media content as well, um, which helps us stay accountable too. But we definitely miss our JSF community and our friends. <laughs> and we've, we've done a little bit of social distancing, but other than that, we've stayed away from everybody at this point. And um, I think it's, yeah, five weeks or six weeks. Yeah, it's not uh, not my favorite thing, and hopefully yeah. we're uh, on the back nine of it would be cool, but uh, we'll just kind of play it by ear and, and hang go in there, there, everybody. Because <laughs> it sucks for all of us, dude. Like I don't it does. care. We're who all you in are. it together. Every person, every industry, everything. Even if yours is not like in the second impacted by it, it will be at some point. Like the chain of this goes pretty deep, man. It's not it's not ideal for all of us, but I always say like if this is your, you know. Hopefully, this is your World War II. This is your Pearl Harbor. This is your shit moment you have to chew on, and you just do it the best you can. And realize, like I shared it before, like if my grandpa got dropped off in a different country and, and fought a war, like they're asking me, you know, right. to, to lose money financially and sit home and, you know, watch Netflix and, and, and read and do different things. Like I, I can deal with it, you know, yeah. for 
as long as I guess we have to. And again, I feel for a lot of you guys who are in a different boat and you're stuck at home with kids and you're both furloughed and uh, the money stuff is tight and you have the uncertainty and stress and anxiety, that shit is real. And it's okay to like accept that. You just can't live there for seven hours a day. I think we all have it. I get it. You know, I'm pretty good during the day and I probably get it for 10 minutes at night and I wake up in the morning and I might think like, oh my God, how are we going to do this and this and this and what happens if this and like, and it sucks. But, uh, you just kind of take it day by day. Yeah, one day at a time. This question's uh, what do we do for mental health? What do I do? I meditate daily and have kind of my own gratitude practice, which is more like a prayer for me. So I just kind of do it my own way. And I do tend to write down my personal health goals. Um, and we typically do that in our 47-day transformation online group. So we have a workbook that kind of guides you to set various goals for yourself. So I just did that uh, when we when we started the program this round last month. And so that's always helpful just to kind of take a look at myself and what can I improve upon. Um, I've always struggled with my moods and my emotions and trying to control that has always been hard for me. Um, but I, I really try now to recognize the feelings and try to understand and ask myself questions like what, why are you feeling like this? What does this mean? Um, I really want to start journaling and being consistent with that in the morning too, because I hear that's very helpful. Um, but yeah, just kind of, uh, slowing down when I feel like either I'm struggling and I'm feeling anxious or sad or, um, angry, I try to just stop and slow down and breathe. Sometimes I'll just have to go for a walk or a run, or I have to tell Jeremy, like, leave me alone. Um, or, you know, sometimes I'll pop in like an inspiring book or podcast to listen to and go for a walk, which has been very helpful. Um, but I think communication is huge, like talking about your feelings, even though I'm probably like, Jeremy probably gets sick of listening to it, especially right now. Some days, yes. But, um, or a close friend or family member and just kind of being honest with your struggles and how you can help yourself or how your partner can help you through that, I think is, is great and can be very therapeutic. Um, so yeah, I, I've, I really, I really enjoy doing the meditation practice every day. Some days are better than others. Right now, it's been really hard to get into a new routine with it. it I feel like every day is kind of different um, during this crazy time, but I do highly suggest it. There's like a Headspace app I hear that's really good, or you can you know, research other ways on how what would work for you, but um, that would be like my number one. And again, you guys have heard me ramble before about it. I mean, literally, I've written myself notes that I read to myself. I take, you know, minutes to just be mindful. And at the end of the day, I just have perspective uh, on everything, which is really hard to do when you're in the middle of the storm and you can't really understand, like, it's going to be yeah. a brighter, sunnier day down the road. But I understand that. And I, you know, for what it's worth, I take solace in the fact of we're all dealing with kind of the same thing at the same time which is really strange like if this was the housing crash um it wouldn't really affect me nearly as much at scale i'd still come open for business sure there would be people affected by it but it wouldn't bother me i'd I'd probably actually capitalize on it where 
this impacts us directly and every single person we have. So knowing that we're all feeling the same feelings like stress, anxiety, the uncertainty, what about this? And we, we all kind of have the same vibe going on. So you just roll with it best you can and understand like, hey, you know, we're all going to figure it out, you know, together one way or another. And that's, you know, you can look at this both ways. You can see people doing some dumbass shit right now, uh, like the hoarding stuff, and just being short and mean and acting like idiots. Then you can see people being overly helpful and like overly friendly and going above and beyond for their neighbors and friends and coworkers and people doing like acts of kindness that mm-hmm. you never would have seen without this. So, um, which is kind of neat too. And that, you know, does keep me in a, in a positive mind state. I agree. And then this one, do I train with Jeremy or do his workouts? Um, what are kind of my goals? Fat loss versus muscle gain, men versus women. So sometimes I do train with Jeremy and do modifications, obviously, and use less weight. But normally, um, when our gym is open, I just stick to the JSF group training classes that we have, and I go pretty much four to five times a week, which are hit style functional training. Uh, workouts so that's typically what we do sometimes him and I will go sprinting together like a hike uh, outdoor adventure paddle boarding um, things like that but for the most part you train on your own yeah like you did last Sunday's Metcon mm-hmm. just because you're here and I was here and, and we did it yeah the at the same different. time so um, or you know he'll be doing his own workout and I do mine at the same time they're just different um, and then what about... And we film like follow-alongs for our coaching groups. And so like sometimes I'll take a circuit and she'll mm-hmm. take a circuit with play back and forth. But it's just in our normal life, not in this. Like my work schedule is like I'm in this building most of the day. And I get to train when other people aren't. And that's usually like around early, kind of mid-afternoon-ish. And that works for me. I like our groups and sometimes I can pop into them. And obviously like on our advanced stuff, I, I train with these guys inside of it. But again, my goal is different. Like where, how I would describe like the difference between Heather and I, like I do it a, to test things for people to understand like how hard it is. So when I share something with you guys, I've done it before. I know how long it takes me. I know what the progressions are. I know what the regressions are and I can scale it up and down either way. That's our job as a professional. And then I also train for like a certain purpose. I do things that are going to bring a result. And then I do things that, I also like to do where Heather will probably be more inclined to do things she likes to do where I'm just going to stick to the script because I'm like, I need to get this workout to get this done. And even if I don't want to do it and it's painful and it sucks, I will do it anyway. And that's just kind of how I'm wired. It's almost very robotic, like militant, where for most of you listening, I would air you to train like my wife does, where it's like you have a structure a couple of the days a week. But if you're like, eh, this day I want to go for a hike or go bike, I think that is the healthier, better long-term option for most people. And going back to kind of what my goals are, fat loss, muscle gain, and just me from a female perspective. So I'm not extremely strict since I don't do fitness as my full-time job, Um, but I do love fitness and my health is very important to me. So I do always aspire to be healthy, strong, and fit and just push myself, um, you know, each year. But, you know, I, I try to not become too obsessed with it, which I've had challenges in the past with like over exercising or restricting myself too much with what I eat and then binging later on and then being too hard on myself. And, you know, I, I feel like a lot of women do. And 
starts at a young age for most of us um, females out there and I still struggle with it at times and can be too hard on myself and um, but just continuing to focus on how I feel is uh, most important and I definitely you know try to don't I try not to do anything extreme um, I really do enjoy working out so it's still hard for me because sometimes I'll I'll push it too much or I, I probably overexercise, which can be doing um, a disservice to myself. So um, things like that. But I, uh, I try to be inspiring in our online coaching groups and share what I do for workouts and food and, and what my goals are. Um, in the normal world, I, I typically travel a lot for my job, so it can be difficult to eat healthy and um, I also entertain for my job, entertaining clients, so it, it can be challenging at times, but I also work from home, so when I am at home, I have the flexibility and the, and the, the time to prepare healthy meals and go grocery shopping basically whenever I want, which I love that. Um, but again, I, I try to really focus on fat loss versus pounds. I don't weigh myself often um, because... I've had issues with that in the past and I just feel like just kind of going on off of how I feel and you know how my clothes are fitting things like that have worked well for me and um, I've always had an athletic body type so I what does that mean <laughs> I have strong shoulders I have strong legs soccer legs I have like a booty <laughs> Lats. and um <laughs> Which sometimes, you know, I would... You're crazy. I get hard on myself. You're like, because... oh, my traps are so big. I'm like, who are you talking about? <laughs> Come on. Yeah, so... Uh, but I, I'm so grateful that I have... I have some natural athleticism and my body is strong and healthy and I can do so much. I'm so proud at 34 that I can still, you know, crank out push-ups or go sprint on the track or dribble a soccer ball, basketball and uh, you know, hike the Grand Canyon, things like that, because I never wanna lose my ability to be healthy and um, active. So it, it would just tear me apart not being able to do the activities I love, like snowboarding, wakeboarding, um, just you know, hiking, and, and definitely want to do that well into my retirement years. So I just try to really make it a, a priority for me um, that's my number one goal is just the longevity and being health, a healthy person my entire life. Um, so, And then I'll, I'll go back to lifting weights uh, for women. I just feel like it's so important and I still struggle with it at times. I don't lift as heavy as I should and um, because there's so many benefits to doing that. And But why don't you lift as heavy? Because, you know, stupid stereotype that you're going to get bigger muscles. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm already have an athletic body type. I'm going to be like too. Like, you know how crazy <laughs> that sounds, right? Like I all know. the women out there listening, I'm not trying to be crazy. Like, you're going to get jacked? No. And like, it's look so good at your for fat husband. loss. Like, like, look at your husbands. Yeah. Like, they've probably been lifting weights for 20 years. Are they 280 pounds and jacked? No, they're not. And they're men. Who have testosterone flowing through their veins like you don't even have the hormones for it to happen like it can if you eat a lot of cupcakes and you lift yeah you can get bigger but like if you're not in a calorie surplus you could lift the heaviest you could ever lift all day and you will not gain a pound it is impossible yeah it's simple mathematics and, and again, it's not like i mean i definitely always have weights i just don't 
I probably should push myself more often. I know I should with like, no, don't going hurt, heavier don't on hurt yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but I'm capable of definitely doing more weight. Yes. And that definitely helps with burning fat and promoting bone strength, which is so huge to prevent arthritis as we age, especially women's bone health. So, yeah, but that's it. My number one go-to is just our HIT style functional training that we do. It's my favorite way to train um, here at our gym. Yeah, and I think people who are listening, like, you're – People think, oh, Jeremy spends all this time on fitness. I really don't. Like, I train hard, but it's very concise. And we test a lot of things here, and we film a lot of stuff. But I'm like, you work out more than I do. Mm. Like, you spend way more time doing fitness than I do. It's not even close. And I think yeah, most, but... most people listening do. You yeah, guys do. you're very You spend efficient. way more time. Like, I don't feel like, oh, Jeremy, you work out for two hours a day. No, no, I don't. You're like 30 minutes, and you're done. Like, again, if I'm lifting, and it's like heavier stuff, and we have to exchange plates, like, by the time I do mobility, maybe 45 minutes, it's an hour if I have like a lot of stuff to film and get done. But I'm like, if you can't get your concise work done in like 40 minutes or less, like I think you're probably bullshitting. And honestly, like it comes down to like, what's the ROI on that? Like when does form start to break down? When is too much, you know, start to like your fitness steals your fitness, as we like to say. It's like you're spending all this time, but... You're not getting the, the, the strength gains to the way you want to look and move and feel. And I'm not saying don't spend time in the gym, but if you guys got up and spent 30 minutes a day every single day, that's more than enough to get done mm-hmm. what you want to get done. If you like to walk and bike, you can do that. But I think sometimes people think, well, Jeremy trains for hours a day. That's not the I case know. at all. They would always tell me, ask me that, like throughout no. the years and I'd get so frustrated I'm like actually he doesn't but your, your body he can't... just eats really well majority of the time yeah. and... and you literally just you do the diligent work you need to again do what I like to I could train two hours a day I'm sure I don't know if I can sleep enough and eat enough to facilitate that kind of recovery but like on the same note when you think about that how much can my joints really take how many fitness checks can I cash in my lifetime? And all of a sudden you're 40 and you're like, shoot, my elbow, my shoulder, my knee and ankle are shot because I've lifted so hard for so long. I'm like, we can space these things out. And if you guys are smarter, more concise with your training, I think you're going to get a lot more bang for your buck. Right. And the last one I got was if you could be a superhero, which one would you want to be? And Growing up, I was also very obsessed with Batman, so I would say Batman um, because, I mean, I had, ever since I could sit on Santa's lap, I was always saying, I want Batman. I would have birthday parties that were Batman-inspired. I had my clothes, my sheets on my bed, everything was Batman. So to answer the question, I would say Batwoman, like I would be Batwoman, not Catwoman, and have all the amazing powers that Batman has that even better. What powers does Batman have? None. Batman has no superpowers. Well, I guess he has tools. He's a billionaire. He's a billionaire. That's the superpower. Billionaire orphan. That's a gangster. But when you think about it, like, he's the only superhero with, like, no superpowers, right? That's true. He's a normal dude. But he, he's, he's Bobby Axelrod with a set of skills. But he's super strong, and he can like take out so many people. Well, if he's Christian Bale, yes, and extremely good looking as well, <laughs> for sure. Your man crush. Uh, yeah, I would say Batman. But if it was like superpowers, like you'd want to like fly, right? Like something crazy. Like yeah. Superman. Like he, Superman's bulletproof. It's or crazy. just protect yourself. 
But yeah, if I could be like a if that's if you're talking like a, a realistic superhero, he's a billion, a, extremely good looking, fit billionaire. Playboy, <laughs> dude, he's been doing it for a long time. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, let me go down the list here really quick. What do I got? Uh, Twenty minutes. Let's do this one. How do you deal with days when you get out of bed and you just don't see yourself working out? I'll let you take that one. Oh, I have to give myself a pep talk. Um, and if it's a day where I know that I am just completely exhausted, I've learned to just listen to my body and be like, okay, today I'm only going to do like mobility, stretching and a walk. So, uh, but for those days where you're just being lazy, (laughs) I would say pop on like a inspiring podcast or like songs that really get you jacked up, um, to work out. I do that a lot. Like some old school hip hop, you know, that I love to dance to. Um, and I think even if you like, if you have written down your goals, just going back to that piece of paper or if it's on your computer and, and reading to yourself, okay, no, these are my goals for my health. So I got to get it done. Yeah. I mean, if I don't want it, and it, again, like you guys heard me say this, there's a lot of days where I don't want to do what I have to do, whether that be, you know, work stuff or, or training in all reality like as much as I love fitness like your body sometimes just like eh, or mentally you're just not into it you can game it a little bit like she said put on your favorite music your inspirational YouTube video podcast a fresh pair of shoes or whatever outfit you want to put on like things like that can help tactical stuff do the things you like to do like don't worry about what your program says or what's going on but like if you're not motivated what are the things you love doing to be physically active if it's hiking biking swimming if you're just a bro and you want to go in and just do bicep curls and bench press then just do that it's fine and by the time your heart rate gets up and you're sweating it does tend to motivate you guys to do more or it can be that simple mobility flow and those things and for me personally if i have a superpower it's just being consistent i don't really ever turn it off i have an obligation every day to myself and to lead from the front for all the people who listen to us and watch me and do that and i feel that as like part of this is my gift to be on this earth is i can speak a certain way but i'm in this knock on wood healthy body that can move and function in a way that a lot of other people don't have the same ability to so i can understand movement patterns i can show them and so i'm like well if i skip today how many people are going to suffer because of this and they won't get a workout or they won't see something fun or our clients won't get you know delivered what they need to and so i look at it as like that and i look at everything in terms of goals if i take this day off how long does it push me back like so if i skip today this saturday does that push my ultimate goals back a week a month or a year i look at that like business too for anybody listening if I was, I'm just not going to write the email today. They don't need it. They've gotten six emails this week. But maybe that was the email that got Cindy to actually come in. And that changed her life. And she became healthier. And it helped her kids become healthier. And it infected her husband. And the cascade effect you have on that goes far beyond you can even imagine. So I always look at like, well, if I don't do it this day and I quit this day, maybe that would have been my opportunity. Then I would have, you know, things would have blown up and I would have got this opportunity or my body would have reacted this way. So I look at it as, and I know that's a really broad brush to paint across it, but I think like if you look at it from that perspective and it's like not to be super serious, especially right now, there's a lot of people who don't feel good. There's a lot of people who are sick and dealing with a lot of shit. If your body isn't and you're not, 
like you have an opportunity every day you wake up healthy that literally thousands of other people don't have the same opportunity they're in a hospital bed they're in a wheelchair they feel like shit they can't do it and they're praying every day just to feel normal and they would trade places with you in a heartbeat so i'm like you you have this obligation to yourself and and to everybody else just to make the best of it and that's kind of how i approach it and i think like mentally i just i know i'm gonna feel so much better if i just get movement and activity in for the day and it will just even a walk man lift my spirits and make me have such a better day um so i think that just really remembering and reminding yourself what that feels like and what that looks like for you let's do this one what are you watching on netflix during quarantine we just finished waco Waco's good. We watched Ozarks. Uh, we need a new one. What movies? Do we even do movies? Just like old stuff that makes me laugh, like Step Brothers, The Hangover we watched. I've been watching, what's that, American? All-American? All-American. Tay Diggs is in it. What else did we turn the other day? Black as Fuck? Yeah. That's it? Yeah. Yeah. That show's actually super funny, actually. It is funny. Um, oh, the best thing I've seen, The Last Dance on Quarantine. Oh, yeah. On ESPN, you guys, every Sunday they're doing two episodes each Sunday until it's done. The story of uh, the, the Bulls last... It is on Netflix? No, it's on oh. ESPN. It will be on... They'll put it on Netflix, I think, like in July. But if you watch ESPN every Sunday, they'll play it. And it's the Bulls' last run, the second three-peat they did. And I'm going to be real with you. Like, I have not been that excited to watch anything on TV or in a movie theater or anything in my entire life yeah i don't think there's anything else it was I, cute i think is more i mean i literally like made me want to just go get an old school bulls warm-up outfit and wear it every single day here even though it's 100 degrees like that like i grew up in the midwest so like we would get wgn on the tv and so we like in the timberwolves sucked obviously so like we would watch the bulls and it's so, like if you grew up where we grew up you're probably a, i mean everybody should be a jordan fan but, like, we were diehard Bulls fans. Like, we wanted the Bulls to win. Like, we love – I mean, name you every player um, from every team going back. Like, we literally, like, were obsessed with it. So, like, it's been cool to see that for sure. But um, other than that, we haven't seen – we haven't watched Tiger King. No, we need to. It just – My I, sister keeps asking, have you watched it yet? And I don't like, know, man. It's just, like, it just seems like I've She's I'd like, be, just get through the first episode and then you'll be hooked. It just seems a little strange. But we'll see. Uh, let's this one quick. What are your suggestions, opinions for someone starting their own gym after the pandemic? Oof, bro. Um, That's tough. I don't know. I, I really don't. Um, people ask me this all the time. Like, would you want to start over again today from scratch if you had to? And my answer is I wouldn't want to do that. And not because I don't love fitness and people, but it's a lot of hard work man and uh i'm not saying i'm not afraid of hard work I'll, I'll literally i'll die doing it i'll outwork anybody i'll promise you that like there's no one who'll wake up earlier stay up later and exhaust themselves uh than the point that i have and there's been times where i've questioned my own sanity and with that said it's just really tough to do man it's obviously in the, the scope of the world now like i don't know and I'll, I'll get to the next question which ties into that but there's a lot you got to really love it man you shouldn't do it just for money when we started this like 
you couldn't even make two bucks so that was never the motivation it was just i didn't want to hate my normal life like i didn't want to hate my wednesday because i was doing a shitty job that didn't inspire me so i'm like well what am i good at what do i like to do and how can i see myself helping people and obviously the world has changed a lot since since i started this and i'll be honest there's there's times during this where i was like do i even want to like open the gym back up maybe this Mm -hmm. is just a place where i film content and we just go all in on the internet and we only work with some people here or there and it's just we don't have this huge community and it would suck for them and it would suck for us and it's just it's it's a fun business model it's fun to interact and these guys mean a lot to me that's why we're going to continue to do it but even i questioned it and that's me and i'm not saying i'm better than you guys or i have whatever but i'm like we have a big social media following. And you've just been doing it for so yes. long. Like we have a popular podcast. We have a monster email list. We have a business with infrastructure set up. And that's me saying this. So if it's you, what I would say with any business, whether it's fitness or something, you got to love it, man. You got And you got to be willing to die for it. And you got to be willing to work a shit ton of hours. Um, not great hours either. For, for little to no money, at least up front. Unless you know something secretly that I don't. And so... Um, that's a tough one. And the next guy asked a question, how will the, the gym setting experience change once this is over? And that is a good question too. Um, I've been on a lot of calls lately, a lot of messages with people. What will the gyms be like? I think the smaller places like myself and my homie Ben who runs Spire and my boy Travis uh, out in Texas, like there's a lot of us who I think will do really well with it because we always have had smaller communities. We don't have, you know, groups of you know 30 40 50 60 people in them all the people here basically know each other and we know them on a super deep level we can control the environment uh but it will be different for sure at least up front like even though we had the people come in here and you know certify this you know sanitary clean uh, at a a level you can basically right now eat off the floor currently um we'll put different steps in place to keep our people safe literally from how they how they open the front door and how they walk in and yeah. clean their shoes and clean their hands and what we help do and, and how we do the programming, at least up front, spacing people out a little bit, doing all this weird shit. That if that's what the mandate is, then we will follow it. So it will be different. I don't know how the the bigger models will do. And I don't want to talk about this a lot because a lot of you aren't fitness professionals, but the places where the bigger franchises where it's an owner, it's a general manager, and it's like, you know, trainers. I don't know how you guys navigate that because some of those places need to have 600 members. And if you all of a sudden tell them now they have to cut their capacity in half and the group they used to have of, you know, 45 has to go down to 25, they're probably going to struggle to pay their bills because if they're going to go every other treadmill or every other rower, if you're like an Orange Theory or something, can they survive and be profitable on 300 members as opposed to 600? That I don't know. I don't know how you navigate the the mountainsides or the lifetimes or, or the bigger box places where are they going to take out half the equipment for the first month they're in. I don't know. So I think that will be tough. As long as, you know, they're doing everything in their power just to keep the place, you know, clean, which they always should have done anyway. And if they want to up that a little bit and they put in the measures, I think people will be, you know, just fine. But it will definitely be different. The My opinion is this, and I'll get off this, the... The PTSD from this is going to go pretty deep. It's going to last for a lot of people. A lot of people won't want to go to restaurants. A lot of people won't want to go on airplanes. A lot of people won't want to go to gyms. A lot of people won't want to go to sporting events and all these different things for for God knows how long. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong, 
but it's going to affect everybody different mentally. So that will be the scope of it. But what do I think the demand will be there? Yes. Do I think the groups of 50 people, people want to jump into the young kids? Sure. I don't think they give a shit. Other people, I think they'll want to a closer, more intimate experience with maybe there's, you know, 15 people around and they're all their friends and they can space out and they can still be social and do whatever. So I do think there is a huge space for fitness. And and I said this before, honestly, of all the things here, we talk about a lot of stuff like how to clean stuff and this and this and this, and that's amazing, but we don't talk about how to eat, how to sleep, exercise, the proper supplements. We're not saying that is a huge part of you know, fighting off disease in general, not just this, but in the scope of things. So I do think there's a, there'll be a huge demand for it as this kind of goes on, but it will look different, uh, at least up front. Like I think everything will, and then I think we will get back to quote unquote normal life here uh, as this kind of plays out. Let's see. Next one, tips on satisfying your sweet tooth every night. I typically have a dark chocolate like 85 percent or higher in the freezer so having like a piece or two um, that always helps me or like having mixed berries blueberries blackberries raspberries um, on hand just to grab a handful Um, what else like sometimes i'll just have like a few bites of halo top Sometimes I can't control myself when I eat the whole thing. Oh, Halo Top for sure, yeah. Um, but, you know, what works now that it's getting hot, I haven't been doing this, but I would have tea, like a lot of tea um, during the the evening time. And so, or, you know, right now, like a sparkling Kavita, the lemon cayenne is my favorite. And so I'll just like sip on that, uh, which is like a kombucha, low sugar kombucha. And that's helpful. Um Rice cakes with peanut butter. Yeah. I've been doing the Ezekiel muffins with peanut butter and like I cut up a banana and put them on there. Uh, what is the oatmeal we buy? I do like the oatmeal. Yeah, that oatmeal, I think it's better oats. It's like the 100 calorie Yeah, packs. the 100 calorie pa- packet. Apple cinnamon or cinnamon roll. Mm-hmm. And that helps. And I put like chia seeds in there with almond milk. That's good. Power Crunch bars. Yeah, perfect bars. Perfect bars are dope. I will do those little um, sugar-free jellos. Yeah. Like the puddings. Those are good. I do like those. Um, that's probably the biggest things off the bat. That helps. If you're not trying to eat like complete trash, like I do want to go to Crumble Cookies today or something and get some real cookies. but They're the best. It's a dangerous game when you bring them in the house. I'm good until until I start eating them. I can let them sit there for a long mm-hmm. time. I can, I can wait you out for sure. But then you'll cut one, and then I'm like, well, once they're, and then it's like, once they're and cut. And then you just want to start sampling everything. Yeah, it's an avalanche effect. It's and then this. it's like, shoots into your brain, and then you're like, the sugar high is just so hard to it's bad, man. manage. That was a rough one. Uh, I think I got like four minutes here. What's the last two? We'll do quick. How do you manage hunger? For me, coffee, water, Gatorade Zero, Powerade Zeros, lemon water, all those things. The more hydrated I am, the better... I'm, I'm the fascinating thing for me it just it's it's second nature at this point like I don't even think about it it's just like breathing like I just I'm not going to eat until a certain amount of time and I'm just okay with it and uh, the it comes in and goes like your hunger right like it's not like you're starving for four hours in a row you're starving for seven minutes and it goes away for a while and it's up yeah. and down and just it's riding the waves if, if you if you really want to be into fasting and you really have a plan set and it's it's a it's a mental muscle just like you do split squats and train your quads like 
This is the same thing. You have to mentally sometimes push through and understand what's the difference between hunger, boredom, and being thirsty. Because like, we oftentimes get those confused as humans. So those things work for me. Yeah, I would say those as well for me. I still struggle with like sticking to fasting. But um, just being busy though too. Like don't just sit around. Being busy like... and um, the tea, the kombucha helps. Um, but yeah, coffee for sure. I drink a lot of Athletic coffee. greens. Help. Athletic greens with lemon water just to kind of start your day. And then typically, you know, I, I've been all messed up during this whole furlough period of time. It's been hard for me to get on like my normal eating schedule, which typically... I would start eating at like 10, 11 after I worked out in the morning. So, but I've been really inconsistent lately. <laughs> I mean, again, this is a different and seasonal And boredom life. and like the snacking. I've gotten a little bit better, but... Oh, popcorn. That's... We always have um, popcorn going back to like a healthier kettle corn. That's another sweet treat. But. Those are good too. Uh, mm -hmm. Let's do the last one. we got two minutes here. Uh, biggest factors that could significantly hinder your progress being made for you, if you think about it. Oh, like too like many what's drinks? the yeah? What's the thing that holds you back? You That's think the top like one or two? Wine and um, I would say yeah, drinks and then the snacking um, that can obviously just kind of ruin my goals if I don't have some sort of moderation and and it's never going to be a perfect balance but having majority of the time you know sticking to your goals and uh and then having the freedom to enjoy uh but really sticking to a plan and mapping it out and picking and choosing your battles so well yeah i think everybody has their own you know bugaboos like if you will like in terms of what's going to tear them down and what their personality type leans towards like booze is never going to be the thing that gets me um honestly like that's i harp this a lot and it's so basic that's why i always say structure and a schedule and a routine having set times when you train when you eat when you and again you can shift as the day goes on because it won't always be perfect but if you can stick to the similar times of doing things your body starts to get acclimated towards that and when you set these hard goals that's why like i always again i'm a fan of fasting for a million reasons because it's saved my life in like 10 different ways but if i don't eat anything until three o'clock like i don't have anything to mess up like there's nothing to do and that's my schedule and then i kind of stick to it in terms of that or if it is drinks how many drinks are you going to have in a week what days are you going to have them how much leeway do you give yourself you know like just having a rough idea not just going into the week but i'm like oh i'm gonna have some drinks tonight was well, that a drink is it four drinks is it five drinks and then does it turn into like drinking Friday, Saturday, and Sunday and then getting back to normal life on Monday? So just I think for you guys, if you're auditing yourself and your behaviors and your patterns and you're surrounding yourself and your home with things that are healthier and you're not tempted by every second of the day, that's probably your best bet, you know, to not blow up all the, the hard work you put in, you know, when you're training. So anything else? That's it. Boom. Um, awesome stuff, you guys. Again, I got a ton of other questions. We'll get to them uh, on a different podcast. But if you guys have other things or topics you want to go into, you know, not so broad, but a little bit deeper, almost each one of these could be its own uh, podcast at some point, depending on, uh, you know, how far down the rabbit hole you guys want to roll with us. So if you're on iTunes right now, stop 
don't be a lazy ass. Go to your podcast app on your iPhone. Scroll your finger all the way down. Hit that five-star button. Leave a couple of comments. I truly would appreciate it. It means the world to me. Same thing if you're on an iPad or your MacBook. Click that iTunes icon, ratings and reviews, five-star, and leave me a couple sentences. And as always, if you get any value from this whatsoever, please share it with a friend or a family member. And reminder, our 34 Days to Fit program is kicking off here in 14 days, you guys. The link's going to be in my Instagram bio sometime tomorrow. But if you're interested, if you have questions specifically on what the program is, how we coach it, how we run it, hit me up and we will do that. So thank you, Heather. Thank I appreciate you guys. it. And uh, until next time, you guys, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.